Aloha, y'all. Welcome to the Esports Futurite Ezine Podcast, where we chat it up with your favorite celebrities, influencers, local heroes, and people of all walks of life as we reveal the unexpected connection they have to the gaming industry. I'm your host, Chantelle Boucher. So we are so excited to welcome three-time NBA champion, A.C. Green. A.C., good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. What a great day, great start, and good morning to both of you. Morning. Great, fantastic. Yeah, look, we are so happy to have you here, and I know your time is limited. Super busy still, even though you retired. Maybe you don't even know what that word means, right? Retired. <laughs> um, but as much as I'd love to talk with you about uh, hoops and all the things happening there, we're talking esports. Um there are so many people, AC, who use video games to fill uh, gaps in time as well as entertain themselves. What do you remember about your teammates managing downtime, uh, your entertainment time? If you go back to your college days at Oregon State uh, and into the NBA, uh, were there any, was there any gaming involved back then? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of gaming involved back then. And um, it's just funny when I when I think back as I thought of the question and I'm like, wow, there there really wasn't. Like, no. No Pac-Man, no little things that you can tuck in your bag. You guys had, had to have all the tricks of the, of the travel trade, but nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it really wasn't when we started out because, you know, you got to remember, you know, those are technology was at that time. You talk about a cell phone, cell phone. Right, right. You know, and then when it, when it did come out, you know, it was bigger than most houses, you know, at that time. <laughs> so it was just crazy. But but uh, but when it finally did honestly get into the scene and, and come into our our world. Um, it, it was, you know, the Ataris of the world at that particular yeah. time. And so you had the Pac-Mans and I remember the games Pac-Mans and Centerpiece and, and uh, yeah. Miss Pac-Man came in. Then base, the little baseball game, we had the little baseball rivalry. And, and so once it did, it, 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 get, it caught on, honestly, and guys, because it was something different, something new. Right, right. So I'm guessing on the charter flights, uh, when you were in the NBA, you guys were playing cards, dominoes, things like we were doing back in the track days. Does that sound about right? Lewis, that is about right. It is about right. And, the, and it's the spirit. Why? Because it's the spirit of competitiveness. Right. You still right. want to compete, you know. And we had, it was, it, you go out there on the court and you can play, you can compete. You you know, you're going up and battling against whoever your biggest competition was. But I, I guarantee you, the biggest competition and fights were after the game from your bus to the plane to see who's going to get the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches first. that kind of competition i love it i love it okay so let's advance the story now when did you begin to see that gaming uh had become a big deal and and you saw it was something that was not just to play but maybe be involved with on the business side the business ventures when did all that kind of come to light for you you know i i think gosh and that was more recent you know obviously the, the millennial switched over and so we came into the 2000s obviously and and I would say as I started just to see, um, I started to see my retirement come, uh, which is early 2000s, and, but I started to see the interest in games. I just started to see the people and our men and our guys, because I was still around our Laker organization, still working with them in the broadcasting in our community. So I was still pretty much at practices and stuff on a daily basis. And the, 
the conversation went toward technology, okay? And the conversation went toward gaming and, and guys said, man, I, man, I'm going to destroy you. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to destroy me? And I'm just, I'm, I'm over, I'm listening. And they're like, after the after practice, I'm going to kick his behind because we're going to go play. We're going to go play this game. We're going to play that game. We're going to play that game. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. And I see they're serious and they come back the next day with a grudge. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is serious. Right. So you could feel that the spirit of competition had moved into a different realm of technology. Super interesting. Now, Chantel's going to jump in here in a second, but I want to just ask you quickly about uh, uh, Suponic Global, uh, which launches this year. Tell us about that. And for people who don't know what that's all about, just kind of give us a sense of it and, and how you're involved. Yeah, well, I actually for Suponic Global, so I'm the chief strategist officer, the CSO at Suponic Global. And basically, you know, because there's such a big, we're looking at trends, okay? And we were talking about a gaming trend right now. And so the gaming trend we know is a built, built hundreds of billions of dollar industry itself. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And so you have that, that one trend, which is huge, and is only getting more and more popular. The, the value is only going up more and more. But you also bring in, you know, the crypto space, you bring in Bitcoin. Let's use that as an example, or just right. cryptocurrency. And we know that, too, is a billion dollar plus, um, basically almost a trillion dollar business in both of those separate lanes. Well, at Saponic Global, what we're doing, we brought both of those together, all right, those trends and, and brought into the point where people now play games and they find a way that they can play and hopefully make a profit at playing if they so choose that. At the same time, they're getting their competitive juices all stored up and they're seeing also a, a coin Okay, increase in value at the same time, which is the goal, which is the hope. No promises, no guarantees, but that's sort of what we're trying to do. We bring two trends together and we're making it a business. Mm. Yeah, that is that is so awesome. You know, I've been so fortunate enough to sit on so many meetings with you about this too as well. And to speak to, like you said, the, the global, like, can you talk a little bit more in depth about the innovations that they have and the mission that's behind it? Sure. You know, as far as Chantel, it's a great question. And and I think, you know, the chairman is Jay Park, you know, and it's really exciting because it's been a couple of years that this company has been out. And the innovation is, like I said, you bring the two trends together, but also there's so many, there's so much more technology out there inside of it. So there's right now there's a uh, an Ink Wars game. OK, that's just got released. And you have a character in there. You I have- am right here. This guy right here. Retirement. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I, I've, I've been in a lot of our NBA games and a lot of other entertainment, you know, from an electronic standpoint. But this this is actually a first for me to be an, a shark. OK, I'm the Iron Shark, I'm the NBA Iron Man. I'm the Iron Shark inside this game. But it's Love but it is one of it's called Ink Wars. And that's one of our future games and the most newly released but it's like over 300 games that's already created as far as the, the code are, is there. 30 games in the queue ready to be released. And it's all across the board what these games are and how appealing that they actually are. But there's phones, you know, there's there's um, transportation systems. I mean, there's uh, product as far as um, soaps and things of that nature, um, bags, fashion industry. I mean, it's, it goes across so many different sectors as far as what Saponic Global itself is all about and, and its entree into the world. And it's really amazing when I think about it even more, Chantel. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got its own ecosystem, you know, like I've heard you say before in the past, it's got its own 
everything. And what I think is awesome with it too, as well is that um, you're not discriminating against anybody of, of no matter where they live or what gender they are, there's kind of something for everybody. And can you speak to the platforms that people can find it on too as well? Like what can they expect to play it on? I know, you know, my kids got consoles, they've got their computer and, and all that. And I mean, you've got all these avenues to game now. I, when, I, when this was um, first introduced to me too as well, I'm thinking, well, I'm not a gamer. Yet I play on my phone every single day at some point. There's games I play. <laughs> Even if it's Candy Crush, then you're a gamer. <laughs> you're exactly right, Chantel. And, and you know, because, because, you know, this is a, and being this being a Saponic Global, it, it, if everything is not centered around one of these things called your smartphone, then it's really not really going to be an effective business because that is where we are in our society right now. And so because... Saponic Global is something that you can now reach in across pretty much any sector, Apple, uh, Android, however you want to try and connect is primarily, as long as it's pretty much on the move, you have a potential of success. And the other thing that you did mention, which is honestly very true, right here inside of this company, honestly, it's really something for everyone, you know, so you, yeah. you can be a person who's, you know, you're on lockdown because of the you know, COVID-19, so oh. you're at home. Okay, there's something you can still do because if we're a digitally based company, there's mm-hmm. still activity and a part you can play inside of that being, you know, a person who just likes talking, building a network or something of that nature. Something there for you. Gamers, something there for you. You know, people who like just doing, uh, you know, seeing business and part of, want to be a part of a business that's possibly going somewhere, a trend that's going somewhere. Something there for you. I call it the perfect three-point shot. That's what I always call it. Hey, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that too. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, speaking of three-point shot, let me let's let's segue a little bit into the AC uh, Green Foundation and what you have going on, and how are those things kind of integrated with each other? Uh, you know, because like like any good business person, we all know that when you've got projects going on, you look for things that have integration so that you're not quadrupling efforts. And so, you know, how, how is that relating to what you're doing with your foundation as well, too? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Well, in the backdrop, basically, for 34 years, 34 years ago now, I've actually founded the AC Green Youth Foundation. And we've, we focus on working with kids uh, pretty much uh, in the inner cities, uh, eight to actually from six now, all the way up to getting out of college, okay, in, in a variety of different ways. But at the at the core of it all, we're trying to help provide opportunities uh, and, p- and pr- prepare them for success in the future more than anything else. So character development is really huge. I'm really big on that. Uh, seeing them get connected to jobs and places of, uh, that are hiring people that look like them, okay, I want to see them be successful at that. Um, those having a chance to, to increase their tools I want to see them get a chance to be prepared. Once they get it, once they get invited to the table, quote unquote, the interview, I want them to stay. I want them to stick. I want them to knock it out the park on that interview. Then, of course, the next thing and the most important thing is I want them to own the company. Okay. Create your own environment, create your own opportunity, but you got to be prepared to do those kind of things. So with that being said, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so many different ways you go. I go into the schools, you know, you stay in the communities, you try and reconnect with the families and help support the families who have the kids inside the home. So there's a connection there of hopefully a road to success. What's happened now, even a perfect example, normally I have a summer camp for the last 30 plus years. I've had a summer camp, always been free of charge for kids to be able to come 
And I incorporate all those things along with health and wellness and nutrition, things like that, financial literacy, inside of teaching kids the hook, bring in a sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, teach them character, life lessons inside of it. And then you have a great week. Kids never knew what hit them, but they had fun doing it. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Because of what happened this, you know, the COVID-19, obviously social distancing, things like that, go digital. I had to, yeah. I had to send out a, a press release. I, I can't do the camps this summer, as sad as it was first time in over three decades. But what's going to be birthed out of it is the eSports opportunity at AC Green Academies. And this is what we hear, what we're talking about now. Use technology still as being a learning lesson for the kids. And so now connecting those same kids who are at home and mm-hmm. in the same schools and bringing in eSports opportunities with them and still teaching them inside of eSports. And so that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, that is so awesome. That's so awesome. And and I know that we're going to have a lot of viewers watching this and how can people be a part of it? Like, is, is it open to contributions? Are you still, you know, how can we be a part of something like this? Well, I'm still here and we are still here as the foundation because of people like you and because of everyone who is watching, honestly, because we are a 501c3, meaning we're a public foundation and we only stay alive and survive through people's support and believing in us and standing with our vision and our program. So anyone can go to acgreen.com and find out a lot of the information I'm talking about and how you can support and be a part of what the next vision is and then the next ideal and sustain the ones that we're doing right now. Because I do want to be around for year 35, year 40, year 50, year 100. Hopefully that can happen. But more importantly, it's going to outlive me and the vision and the, and the, the promises will continue to go on. But it only takes partners to make that happen. And so that's how you can find out how you can help. And I would love for you to help. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for Great that. Great stuff. And I, absolutely. And I can only imagine that here at MAP Esports Network, we're going to find a way to continue to promote what you're doing, AC, to let people know on this side of things what's happening there. And that is just some incredible stuff you're doing. I got to tell you, um, I did write down uh, Ink Wars. I don't know if you can see it or not, but I wrote it down. I'm going to make sure that I can look that up. I'll be looking for you. <laughs> Hard to tell with the VR uh, background. Uh, let me ask you this, AC. Um, has anyone influenced you in terms of the gaming space? We've got some NBA owners, some NFL owners who are involved. Um, any of those guys inspire you or maybe give you some advice as you move into that direction as well? Um, you know, I've, uh, I, I've always just loved the, the whole business side of things because, you know, starting out Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Byron Scott, James Worthy, all these Hall of Fame championship kind of guys used to always talk about what's going to happen after Michael Cooper, especially original Mr. Showtime. And it wasn't so much what was on the court, but what are you going to do once you leave the court? And so what lane do you want to go into? Uh, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper said they want to go into coaching. I'm looking at them like coaching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do coaching. Matthew was always on the bus talking about, I want to be a businessman. I want to go into business. Speaks for itself. There he is, you know, in the business. And so thinking of what's ahead and thinking of the future, uh, it's always been something that I was watching guys ahead of me and see what trends they were looking at and what mentality they were bringing or looking at the the world ahead of them. And so that being said, I think of guys now, okay, and so you mentioned some of the owners, Mark Cuban, the Jerry Jones, you know, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, LA Rams out here. 
uh, who got into esports e and that technology, okay? Right. And I'm like, wow, you know, no, don't, as I said, the perfect three-point shot uh, earlier, don't just stay in one lane. Let's create other lanes that you can play in, other verticals that you can play in. And so I see other guys, you know, uh, uh, MJ, okay, Michael Jordan, Shaq, uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. You know, I see these guys get into the whole esports world and start getting into the teams and things of that nature. Uh, one of my teammates, Rick Fox, okay, yeah. Yeah. he also had bought an esports team. It was pretty exciting for me. That's when I started to say, my goodness, you know, the competitiveness is always there. You always want to play against your boys. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to beat you. But then, okay, let's not just play. Let's just not play. Let's own. And that's what I loved about it. It reminds when I, when growing up, being a kid back in Portland, Oregon, uh, always loved eating at one favorite Denny's restaurant. Okay. And that was like the only place I could go after a game and all that kind of stuff. Next thing you know, opportunities fast forward decades later, uh, Denny's becomes available. Uh, a different Denny's in my district back in Portland become available. I wind up owning that one favorite Denny's restaurant. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and bought a, a, a gazillion. You dropped dollars. the mic on that one. You're like, you're gonna get okay. <laughs> and you so, bought others as well? Yeah, I, I bought others as well. Wind up becoming the national, the, the the biggest minority owner uh, in the country. Uh, over the, so it's just interesting in the sense, but the mentality is let's start to own some of the things that we have a passion for. I love it. Excellent. Um, thinking about passion, I'm just curious about this. Again, you dropped some unbelievable names, guys, that you played with back in the day. So um, when you think about today's professional athletes, the people we're watching right now, why do you think they're so attracted to gaming and is the difference between the athletes of your era uh, and today simply technology or is it something deeper than that? You know, I think, I, I think it's a combination. I do think it's technology. I think it's a competitive, they, the competitiveness. They do want to win. Okay. Um, but I think also we're redefining our, our today's athlete. Okay. Today's athlete is really thinking more globally. Okay. Their sport, their industry, their their trend, the entertainers, the Travis Scotts of the world, uh, the Drakes, you know, they're thinking more in a global aspect. Now, what can I do that's going to affect, you know, over in the, the EU? You know, what can I do now that's going to affect the continent of Africa? You know, so the reach isn't, I just want to, hey, I want to go back to my hood and I want to affect the guys back there. No, I want to, I want to affect generations to come. And how can I do that? What vehicle, what vehicle can I drive or be a part of that's going to allow me to do that? And that's what I love about the LeBron James of the world. OK, I just had this conversation just last night. He gets the big picture. OK, where you just don't don't let someone put you in a box. OK, you redefine the box. If they want to put you in one, you make your box of you even bigger than theirs on the outside of their lines. Yeah. Makes sense. And, you know, me coming from the Olympic world, having commentated there, that's what I love about this is the fact that this game is truly global, that people around the world can connect. Instead of just being fans and watching, you can now participate 
or be part of it. And I can't wait to see uh, how the exponential growth continues. And I can't wait to see how esports comes alongside of the Olympics in a more profound way and how people can really interact with the games um, as they watch the games and be a part of it. Okay, I want to uh, close out with this. Um, here at Map Esports Network, we're constantly talking about <clears throat> how gaming, uh, fans, and business uh, are going to uh, – we're going to affect those uh, those areas in this platform. And then the other most important part, which is something that's important to Jacob Miles, the CEO, is that connection to the community and those at-risk kids. So just from your perspective, how can a platform like Map Sports Network really bring an effect to not just fans, but business, but also to those at-risk kids? By, pre- by creating opportunities, you know, and, and the inclusiveness more than anything else, just making sure, you know, that young middle school boy or girl sees what you're doing, okay, has an opportunity to maybe just come and, and tag along for a day, okay? It's like almost yeah. bring, your child, bring your child to work kind of day, but let them see, touch, and feel what it is that you do, okay? And then break it down so they can basically understand what you're doing and what your goal is, who you're trying to reach out there and how you're doing it. Most people didn't, under, they didn't understand so much of, Okay, the the technology behind why esports is going to be so big, okay, and what the purpose of it is going to be. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing big, huge lines, and you're like, "What concert's going on? You know, who's it? Who, who's in town?" And you don't know. It's an esports competition, you know, that's going on that's taking over a whole city, you know. And you have the phase clans out there, and, and, and next thing you know, it's like just ginormous. But to know. And let our, our kids know, okay, in, in all walks of life and communities that they can be a part of. There's an invitation to come sit at the table because we have some things we'd like to share with you and to you. Yeah. You're Bring hired. Game right to them. Now, how about that? I agree. I agree, right? <laughs> Chantel, awesome conversation or what? Oh. Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, because I'm a big Lakers fan. I always talk about <laughs> So uh, one of my dreams have come true today. I was even fortunate enough that I had a bunch of them sing happy birthday to me on the phone for my birthday. <laughs> oh, that's great. I nearly ran around the block a couple times. <laughs> that is great. Well, uh, in keeping with our word of, uh, of having AC here for just under 30 minutes, um, I want to, first of all, thank Chantel. Great job. Uh, I don't know who stays busier, you, Chantel, or AC. Both of y'all are super busy. We have to give a huge thanks to you, three-time NBA champion, AC Green. Thank you so much. And we'll be watching out for everything with the AC Green Foundation, uh, the Suponic Cryptocurrency. And then where is it you want people to go again to check in and be a part of your 501c3c? Uh, acgreen.com. I made it so hard that even I, <laughs> I can't remember. I see what you did there. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got it right. AC, once again, thank you. Continued success with you and all the great things you're doing. We'll be following and we'll be looking forward to anything we can do to help you here on this side at Map Esports Network. All right. Thank you so much, AC. And thank you to you, Lewis. It's like you've done it times before. Well, this is fun. Love it. And especially when it's meaningful like this, you get to talk to a great guy like that. All right, everybody. um, Thank you so much. And for everybody watching, we're back with more episodes soon. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Esports Futurai Easing Podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Futurai Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on all your favorite podcast channels and leave us a review. Mm-hmm.